Welcome to Both Sides of the Broadcast. I'm your host, Walker Brown. Within this 12-episode podcast, you'll hear from students who have been a part of athletics from Division I schools down to club athletics, hearing their experiences at the level of play they've had and much more about their time at the university. Follow along this series to get behind the scenes look at what it's like to be a student athlete. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Beyond the Broadcast. As always, I'm your host, Walker Brown. Joined with me today is former Texas State lacrosse player and also hometown friend of mine, Jack Bracher. How are you doing today, Jack? I'm doing all right, man. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, we talked about this in the summer, but, you know, we ran we ran down the uh, the podcast idea over the summer, and, you know, we thought it was a cool idea. But, you know, now that it came to fruition, it's cool to be here, man. I'm glad to, have, I'm glad to be on, and I'm, I'm ready to go to uh, – you know, my sports life and, 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 you know, dive deep into, into certain topics, man. Oh, definitely. Yeah. This is kind of a full circle moment. You know, me and you, we've talked about this a lot over the summer, especially with some of our hometown friends and some of them I'm planning on to have on uh, later episodes. One, as you know, Logan Smith, our good friend, I had him on a few weeks ago, but uh, let's kind of go ahead and dive into this. You know, we, me and you were high school teammates, and, you know, we played together in middle school uh, on the lacrosse team, but I kind of want to dive in and nitpick your brain on your high school recruiting and kind of did you always want to play athletics in college or did you want to be an average Joe student or did you kind of want to just feel it out and see which one kind of you you enjoyed more? Yeah, it, man, it's, it's a weird um, – you know, I had to – you know, I had to think about it a lot, man. You know, throughout high school, I was moving around a lot. Um, I played football, I played lacrosse, I ran, I ran cross country. So it was kind of like one of those, you know, deals where it's like, what's happened when I go down, right? You know, do I want to go and focus on running, lacrosse, or football? Um, and it was it just kind of, kind of came down to a process of eliminations, right? I was too small for football, you know, you know, 110, 120 kid trying to play fullback isn't going to do too well in college, right? Um, and then running, I, you know, I just kind of, it wasn't my thing in the beginning. So I just kind of dropped it off. And then, you know, during that break between playing, you know, football and running, um, track, I came back to lacrosse and I kind of came to appreciate, um, the sport. And, um, I kind of took that idea and run with it. So from then I was just kind of like, you know what, let's try it out. You know, I played lacrosse, you know, for 11, 10 years of my life, might as well try to take it to the next step up into college and you know the the idea of just going to college and, and you know partying and having a good time like everybody else has you know it, it came to mind for sure but you know I, I wanted to kind of step off the, the regular path right you know try to become something that everybody isn't right um so I was, you know, I decided to go, hey, look, I'm going to try collegiate lacrosse. I'm going to see what I could do. Um, so I started looking around, started prospecting, re- reached out to a few schools. Um, for example, uh, Colorado State, Pueblo, Adams State, even on the East Coast, um, San Andrews, Andrews as well. Um, took a look at all of those. And, and you know what? I, I like the idea of that of that college across idea, but at the same time, um, I kind of wanted to stay home, right? I wanted to be around my family. I didn't want to go too far, too far from my family. Um, I still wanted to stay connected. I still wanted to visit during the weekend. Um, so I wanted to hit an in-between between, you know, between being an average Joe and 
you know, playing lacrosse, you know, NCAA. Um, so I kind of went the NCAA route, um, right? It's a uh, college club. You know, you get both of both, you know, you get the best of both worlds. You get to, you know, have that fun side of college, but as well, you get to play lacrosse and enjoy the sport, right? So I landed in Texas State. And, you know, I couldn't be happier, right? Um, like I said, I got to enjoy the fun side of college. I got to, you know, hang out with new friends, you know, build new relationships. Um, and then as well, um, obviously party a little bit. But um, at the same time, I was able to develop my skills and, and have a good time playing lacrosse. Yeah. I, yeah, I think the uh, underrated side of club lacrosse is pretty crazy. I know there's... Honestly, there's there's clubs all over. I mean, big Division One schools all have clubs. I know Georgia, LSU, uh, Liberty, Clemson, um, and a lot of these teams that you hear that don't really get the recognition. A lot of these guys, for the majority point, um, had offers to go play in college. You know, Division Three, Division Two, even Division One, but uh, they ultimately decided to go to that big school to have the ability to you know have the fun times in the weekend, go party, have, go to big you know Division One football games followed their family footsteps on where their dream school really was and also play a pretty competitive uh, conference. And I know some of these schools are even bumping up to uh, Division Three or Division Two, which is a pretty crazy thing to think about. Um, I actually have a buddy that went and played Division Two at Florida Southern University, and I believe he was you know, a very, very highly recruited kid out of Georgia. Um, they called him the future at North Paulding High School. Shout out Riley Cole. Um, but he... <laughs> Uh, he ultimately ended up uh, transferring out of um, Florida Southern and is at Georgia College playing, you know, you know, club. And he's he's last I talked to him, killing it out there, having a really good time. And you know, his his roommate even went out there with him. They they're both killing it out there in the club game, and that's why I think no one should really hate on club athletics. It's you don't get the funding and other things like that, but you still have a great time with your friends, and you still play in great competitive conferences. You all have to kind of more things on your own and more responsibility. But I think club athletics is always a great, great route. If you want to go to that dream school, you've always kind of been wanting to do to best of both. worlds. There. And, and I think you brought up a good, a good point there is that, you know, these club lacrosse teams aren't just, you know, your average club, right? I mean, people that want to play in college, but still want to have a good balance between, you know, that kind of party life and sports. I think club fits it well, but the one thing people, you know, mistake it for is just, you know, they almost see it as like a fraternity club, right? It's just, you know, a bunch of beer leagues getting together, you know, playing some, you know, half-ass lacrosse almost. And it really isn't. I mean, the, you know, the competition's there. I mean, you know, at least from my experience at Texas State, man, we had, you know, D2 transfers, D3 uh, trans- transfers, and, you know, their talent showed on the field. And it's not like they're the only superstars out there. I mean, we had people come in that, you know, didn't even – decide to go the collegiate route when it came to NCAA. Um, they just wanted to play lacrosse, and, you know, their talent's there. I mean, if they wanted to go to a school, they could easily go to a D2. I mean, I've seen talent out there that, you know, might even put them in the D1, D1 scale. So, um, you know, there's that misconception that, you know, MCLA is just this club that they mess around and, you know, do their things, you know, the beer league, um, which – it's the complete opposite. I mean, the competitiveness is still there. The talent's there. Um, it's just not recognized by the school, right? And 
And, you know, it, it kind of sucks because, you know, majority of lacrosse is East Coast heavy. I mean, it's starting to spread out. Um, you know, it's on the West Coast, on the East Coast, and it's starting to hit that center point. Um, and, for example, I'm, I'm at Texas State, right? So, you know, D1, D2, D3 schools, you know, having lacrosse isn't a thing out here in Texas. You know, it is up in, the, in, in Colorado, but at least, you know, down here in Texas, you know, people's default usually is to the MCLA um, because they don't want to leave home. They don't want to go to the East Coast. They don't want to go to the West Coast. They don't want to go to Colorado. So they stay in state and they play at, you know, Texas State, Texas A&M, you know, UT, um, SMU, but their talent's still there. Their competitiveness is still there. Um, and it makes the MCLA a lot more competitive than a lot of people think. Uh, oh, most definitely. I mean, UT, I believe, um, has some professional players as their coach or even retired guys. I think Tucker Durkin uh, may be the head coach or defensive coordinator at University of Texas. And I've heard so many different rumors on you know, social media and just around lacrosse world that they might make the jump um, into the NCAA world. And I think that'd be awesome. I think big Division One schools should try and make that jump um, and, and make lacrosse more well-known in, in that realm. Uh, imagine having you know, Texas men's lacrosse coming out of the stadium there, you know, running out of the tunnel with the, uh, the chrome orange helmets. You know, I think that'd be awesome or UGA or, or Texas state. And I think that would really bring in a lot more money to the schools. And I think it needs to be uplifted and really kind of brought to light. Man, it's, 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 uh, under a radar. It's under the radar for sure. You know, you have, especially in Texas, man, you have baseball and football, right? I mean, those are the big players here in Texas. I mean, you know, they always talk about, oh, you know, football's the best in Texas or baseball's the best in Texas, right? I mean, lacrosse is next. Um, it just doesn't get the attention. But as soon as these D1 schools, you know, pick it up and, and start, you know, having their school support the sport, then I think we're just going to see this, this takeoff in this sport. And, you know, it's always been on the East Coast. And it's always been on the West Coast, right? Time to put it together, have these, these schools in, in the in the middle kind of commit to that and, and put some money towards it and, and bring some players to show the talent that, you know, some of these people that, you know, they don't see it. Right. So, um, yeah, man, I just think, you know, by putting these D one, these D one, um, schools out there and putting a lacrosse team on them, it's going to bring a lot of traction to the sport. Oh, definitely. I mean, there is only one NCAA school in Texas for lacrosse. That's Southwestern university. That is actually a school that, that uh, we play. Um, we had a former teammate of ours from high school. We know Jarrett Zillman played there, um, and a few guys that yeah, a few guys that mean you played club with uh, for the San Antonio Tacos that went on to play for the uh, the the Pirates. And I know a few guys from our high school that are going to commit there and play there. Uh, they're at the next level, which is really cool to see. But uh, I think there should be a lot more um, schools there. But let's kind of jump over to the next topic here. I kind of want to hear about your first year in college with playing on the team and just how your academics went, just social life, uh, the jump from high school to college. How did, how did that go? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was weird. I mean, 100%. I mean, obviously, we had a w- weird year when we first jumped into college. Um, and both, we had that COVID year, which kind of kind of messed up our season. So it kind of went off to a rough start. But, you know, jumping into Texas State lacrosse, I didn't know what to expect. Um, and to be honest, I wasn't, you know, really fond of upon it just because it wasn't 
what I expected, right? When I, when I jumped into collegiate sports, especially, you know, at a higher level, I thought there was going to be, you know, more structure, more this, more that. Um, but it wasn't there. Um, now I get it, it is a club and our club has definitely grown, um, over the years. However, when I first joined, you know, it, it really wasn't there. Um, I think there was only 18 people on the current team. When I was there, it grew to about 28. But that high, that jump from high school to, to college wasn't as big as I thought. Now the talent and competitiveness, competitiveness that I talked about earlier was still there, but the, you know, organization of things just wasn't. So it was kind of like this big old maze, you know, trying to put it together, um, to make it work. So we had, you know, we had some tough times with coaching, tough times with getting things together because in MCLA, it's, it's only us, right? Um, back in high school, you know, the coaches, the parents, they put that all together, right? They, they develop the schedules. They develop how we're going to transport, you know, they develop what hotels we're going to say, you know, stay at. But in, at Texas State, it's a completely different story, right? It's just the students, just, you know, the people in the lacrosse team doing everything. So we're reaching out to schools, you know, we're reaching out to sponsors, you know, um, we got to figure out where we want to play, who we're going to play, right? Um, and, develop our schedule where it's not too easy, but also not, you know, everybody's going to blow us out of the water, right? Um, we got to find that right, that midline where, you know, we're, we're playing people on the same level, but we're also going to get better at the same time. Um, but no, man, it, it was, it was still a blast. I mean, it, it, you definitely have some freedom when you're, when you're in the NCLA, um, branch, you know, you get a, you get to meet new people, you get to have new experiences with cross. I mean, my first, my first week at, at Texas State was, you know, three days of practice. And then on Saturday, it was a semi practice, right? I mean, we, we go hit the wall or shoot a few balls and then, you know, we grab lunch, grab a few, few beers, have a good time. So that's something that, that was introduced that was new to me, right? Um, since it is club sport, you get to have that little bit of freedom. Um, you're not, you know, coach not drilling down your throat about certain things. So you do get to have that freedom, which we didn't have in high school. But man, it, it was this, this weird mess, fun time, um, experience. Um, but you know, I, I don't regret going there whatsoever, man. It was a blast. I mean, as, as much of a mess as, as it was, it's just, I mean, I had no regrets going to Texas State, man. It was, it was a blast for sure. Yeah, I can definitely kind of get behind that just from a few friends that have played club. Having that responsibility on your own and your your teammates to to put everything together, maybe as little as who's going to get the waters for the sidelines or, you know, guys, we got to get a schedule for this upcoming season, maybe fundraising for, you know, new pennies, new whatever y'all want to wear for practice or game days. And, and y'all as a team coming together to really – put all your heads together and kind of push forth to, to really get a schedule going and, 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 a, and a lineup for this, this next season that y'all are going to try and play. Again, you, you said you don't want to make it too easy. You don't want to make it too hard where you're getting blown out, but you got to find the right, the, the right balance and uh, competition that y'all can play. Is, and also, you know, traveling. How are y'all going to be able to travel if y'all go out of state? Um, how is that going to work? Are y'all going to try and rent a van or are y'all just going to – you know, kind of all pack it into some trucks and, and try to make your way there. So I think that gives you a little exit 
extra sense of responsibility in college along with your academics and, you know, other social life. But having that as a way to grow up a little bit and, and use your brain to kind of get over these little bumps you may you may hit trying to set this schedule up for the next season or anything that kind of has to do with the team. Yeah, and then there's rookie dudes, man. That that was, uh, and I'm sure you've had your fair share experiences with rookie dudes, but, you know, the seniors and, you know, the sophomores and juniors are on their ass about that, man. You know, get the goals, get the balls, you know. You got to do some weird stuff, too, you know. I mean, we did some weird stuff, like, you know, every rookie at the end of practice had to say a joke, right? Which is like, it's like a small thing, but it's, it's at the same time, it's a fun thing, right? And then, you know, on our, you know, one thing about the things that rookies had to do on our first trip out of state, you know, we'd hop up on the bus and get all our stuff together and, and, and start going, but everybody had to sing, right? So these buses had a microphone. So what we do is, They'd sit up and say, hey, rookies, we're about to do our rookie um, singing contest. You find a song you want to sing, study for 15 minutes, and we're going to start taking people to come up here and, and sing it in front of everybody. Freshman now, karaoke. Was, we, yeah. had, we had the same thing my freshman year. It's been a tradition as long as I know from guys that were ahead of me. Freshman karaoke after the first away win is always a thing. Yeah, man. It, and it, it's funny. I mean, it, it, we would get up there in front of the bus, the thing is, they would put um, the the noise canceling headphones on you, so you couldn't hear the music, and you couldn't hear what you were saying. So you just had the lyrics in front of you, and you were just singing them as they go, right? So you couldn't hear the music, and you couldn't hear yourself. So you're sitting up there singing, and in your head it sounds good. But, you know, you, you get the recording after, and it's just like, man, <laughs> I am rough. I'm not going down the scene side of things. So, no, just stuff like that, man. It, it's something you look back on and you enjoy, and, and those are memories you create with your teammates and and that you'll have forever. And it's just, you know, small things like that, you know, make it go so much further. Oh, definitely. Like freshman karaoke for us, you know, like I said, it's after the first away win on the bus. So, you know, we have the, as you call them, we call them rookies or rooks, you know, the freshman guys. We tell them, pick a song. You can do it by yourself or duet. You got to go to the back of the bus. We have the speaker. You know, we're going to crank the music up, but you also got to give us a performance. You got to perform the song for us. Shout out Johnny Matrona. I believe he's running for the best song and performance. Goofy Goober Rock. I believe the last two years has won it all, you know. But uh, it's just little things like that that, you know, from your freshman year, you, you're kind of scared to do or you're nervous to do. But I look at it back now, you know, I'm, I've am i had to hang up my college cleats, sadly. But I look at those bus rides and, you know, those are some of the most fun times, just shooting jokes on the bus, you know, freshman karaoke. It's just the little things that, you know, obviously now I look back on even going to watch practice. I'm like, dang, dude, I wish I could be out there. It's, you know, you can't take it for granted. You know, in the moment, yeah, you might I'm, think it's oh, the conditioning stinks or, you know, I'm having a bad practice. I'm getting lit up. But I look at back at it now. I'm like, you know, can't take it for granted. You know what song I, I, I sung once? Do what? The song, Don't Stop Believing. Oh, yeah. Hold on to that feeling. Oh, it was fun, man. Yeah, I mean, then then you get a, then you get to be, you know, 
you know, not a not a rookie. You know, you're a sophomore, junior, and senior now, and you're and you're doing this to the the rookies now, and it's just like something you look and you're like, that is so fun. Like picking, you're not picking at them, but like you know, you're giving them a hard time and you're making them do these uncomfortable things. And it's just something you you enjoy, and you know, unfortunately for me, like you know, I I, I saw my lacrosse my lacrosse um, adventure about a year and a half ago. But man, it's just, you know, those memories are it's something that's going to stick with you for the rest of your life, and you're always going to be able to look back on them. Oh, definitely. I can still remember days of me, you, Logan Smith, and some of the fellows, you know, uh, our senior year having two days. You know, we just we joke around before practice. You know, we were doing all the stuff we were before practice out of the field, you know, really trying to make a name for San Antonio lacrosse. And, you know, that's what we did. But I mean, it's those little things in life for athletics that really you're able to look back on and really cherish those moments with your friends that it'll probably be, you know, some of your friends for the rest of your life. You know, this is something I've kind of been accustomed to because on the men's lacrosse team here at Piedmont, it's really a family. You know, I've already been to one of my alumni's weddings, uh, one of my captains my freshman year. You know, I'm going to go to another one this next year. I was just out in Dallas a few weeks ago for a shout-out. Philip Waters proposed to his girlfriend and uh, found out he's going to be a father. So, you know, it's – the guys Woo! and the friendships you make during sports and athletics, whether it be, you know, division one, two, three club athletics, it doesn't matter. Those carry on for the rest of your life. And it's, it's a great thing to have. No, hundred percent. And I don't know if you ever touched up on this with, with Logan um, before, but you know, being out in, in spring branch or, or before Bulverde, uh, also known as dirty Bulverde by the locals, um, but no, we, we started the program out in Smithson Valley um, probably when I was about 11 or 12. Um, just a few few parents got together and, you know, they're like, let's, let's get this rolling. I think Cody Mocker, shout out to Cody, he's listened to this. But I think, his, I think his parents brought it up first and then, you know, a bunch of other parents came in and, you know, they agreed with them. So we started it, you know, probably 11, 11 or 12 and it's, it's grown ever since. And I think a really, really satisfying part about it is, you know, being one, one of the, the starters, you know, the start the lacrosse program and we finished it off on a, on a state run. And I think it just makes it that much better being able to, to see the growth and, and develop the program out in Smithson Valley and then end it all with a, with a state championship run, which man, I still look back on, man, that was, just a hell of a time man it's so much fun oh definitely and a, a little thing i just figured out uh not too long ago uh shout out philip waters again um fellow alumni his best man actually uh was on that prosper team me and you played against our senior year um i actually saw a picture of him guarding jared a few weeks ago after he showed me so small world again you know college athletics or just athletics in general has has brought me you and so many more people so much in life to carry on um, but to kind of end it off here, I want to just hear a few words. You know, what has Texas State lacrosse given to you, and, and kind of what can you tell the people about uh, club lacrosse? Texas State lacrosse, I mean, there's so much I could say, man. There, You know, you go into college not expecting, you know, when you go into a team, obviously there's going to be a few people to hang out with, but not, you know, with Texas State, it's like everybody, right? I mean, we go go to the restaurant, go to the bars, and hang out Right. I mean, it's not just like, oh, I hang out with my team once a week or I just go to practice. I mean, we, we truly are um, a 
a family, right? I mean, we, we go through everything. We go through the development process with, with the team, but, you know, we hang out, enjoy each other's, you know, time. And, you know, I, the thing about Texas lacrosse that I learned is that, is that when, when you're on a team, and it, this this happened in high school. I'm not sure if you ever noticed it, but you 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 seem to kind of block some people out. Oh, I might be better than him, or he's just a rookie, or you know he's just a beginner. But something I learned in, in, at Texas State is that you got to bring everybody together, especially especially in club, because if everybody's not connected, your team is not going to work. If you can't have everybody involved in your team, it's just not going to work because it's only y'all. I mean, it's only y'all. And if you're not able to connect, if you're not able to develop as a, as a program, you're not going to get any. Um, so that's something I really, really enjoyed about Texas State Lacrosse is that, is that family aspect. You know, just small things like going out to the bars, going out to eat. Like that all develops the team and the program, um, which I really, really enjoyed. And one thing, you know, I, I'm really, really hoping, you know, it's probably not going to happen in the next few years, but, you know, some some day down you know down the line is like okay, you know we touched I'm gonna touched up on it but you know hopefully it turns into a, a D you know D one lacrosse program and then you see the growth out to UT A and M Oklahoma um, and you know to be able to look back at at you know our program I could say hey look you know I was there when the club when it was just a club you know but now it's a D one. You know, that's something that would be super satisfying to me because, you know, our, our club has definitely grown a lot. Thank you for tuning in this week to both sides of the broadcast, the 12-episode podcast on what it's really like being an athlete in college at different levels, going from Division One to club athletics. New episodes will be posted every Friday at 4 p.m.